Welcome to this webinar where I am going to show you how to simplify your sales cycle in six easy steps. Um, well, today we are going to be talking about how to simplify your sales cycle. And specifically, we're going to be looking at um, long tail sales and pipelines, right? And so um, I am a recent entrepreneur. I would say I've be, been in the game, the game for about two years. Um, but prior to that, I worked in commercial real estate. I worked for a general contractor and business development was a big part of our work, right? Um, in both identifying customers and clients, um, pursuing them, building relationships and helping to kind of move them from a position of, oh, I've never heard about you to ultimately saying yes to a contract. And um, what I did not know, but now I know is that there is a process of what that looks like. And it's called a sales cycle, which everyone's sales cycle is very different depending on your kind of business. But really looking at what a pipeline is and how to utilize that, whether it's very simple or sophisticated, and also really to know as a salesperson, right? Not just a business owner, but a salesperson, how to move people from, oh, I never heard of you before to, yes, I want your business or yes, I want to give you my money. So with that, we're going to hop in today, right? So I talked a little bit about my entrepreneurial kind of uh, experiences, but one thing that became very obvious right away is that whether you are a solopreneur, whether you manage a team, whether even you are, aren't even an entrepreneur, right? Like you could be one part of a larger business or a larger machine. Y'all, we got a lot to do. We got a lot going on. We're busy. Okay. And I don't know about you, but have you ever possibly missed an opportunity because of all that busyness, right? You forgot to call someone or you didn't respond to an email or you didn't even check the email account where you say, if you have questions, email me, right? It's very easy and it's very common. And so um, understanding that we have all of these things going on, the reality is that revenue is queen, <laughs> right? Revenue is king, that we can have great customer service. We can have a great product. We can have a beautiful store. We can have... Um, an entire vibe, right? But if it is not making us money, then what my mother-in-law says is you just have a very expensive hobby, right? And not a business. And so as business owners, as business people, we have to keep uh, a prioritized view on revenue and also prioritize the activities that happen around that. Now, I know for me, many times in my business, I love delivering the thing, right? I love um, engaging with people, providing service. You know what I hate? QuickBooks. I hate it. I'm not interested in it, right? Um, sometimes I don't even like invoicing people. I don't like asking them to pay me. Ugh, I feel weird about it, okay? But I got to grow up, right? And as business people, we have to grow up and understand that we have to put our focus on revenue pieces. And that's where we're leaning in today, right? So when we talk about a sales pipeline, it is really a process that we can use or a flow that we can follow that helps us to plug the leaks. 
it's one thing to lose a business opportunity because you had a competitor or because your your product or your service really wasn't the wasn't the thing that customers were looking for, right? That, that's that's one thing. That's life. That's business. It's a whole nother thing to miss out on something because you didn't see the email, or you lost a phone number, or you know you didn't follow up. And so those are the leaks that we're talking about. Okay. So as far as what it is, it is a sequence of stages used to really help us organize our sales opportunities. We also, today I'm gonna to talk about some recommended actions that a sales rep can take to keep the opportunity alive, right? And, and the individual opportunities at each stage. When we have a pipeline, we have to fill it, right? With who are the customers and where are they in the pipeline? Um, uh, it is a tool to help us maximize the opportunities, again, and plug the leaks. So loss leads, lack of follow through, lack of follow up, which are two different things. Um, and then here's the good news. It can be super simple. It doesn't have to be sophisticated. It's not something to pay a lot of money for, right? It's something that you could create um, in any system that you use that makes sense for your mind. So whether you do use a CRM or something more sophisticated or if you are a bullet journal journal person or an Excel person, this is applicable across all of those platforms. Get back in here. Okay, so um, this sales pipeline presentation, let me just be real honest, is not applicable to everyone. Now, don't don't leave me. Stay with me. Okay, um, there are some simple purchases that people make. So if I am trying to figure out where I'm going to eat. That's not usually a difficult decision, right? I'm either driving down the street or I'm flipping through a website and I'm like, that looks good. So if you're a restaurant owner, um, this may not necessarily be re relevant to you, right? If you are a, high, a hairstylist or makeup artist because of how people choose those, those purchases um, or even a, a yoga studio or something where um, maybe your business model is, a, is, is different, this may not be for you. So I don't want to to say this particular presentation is for everyone. Even if this particular presentation isn't necessarily directly applicable to your business, I still want you to think about what is your sales process, right? What does that look like? And still think about what are the things that you can do to make sure that you are answering questions, maintaining opportunities, and moving a person again from, oh, I never heard of you to, yes, I want your thing, okay? Here is where I'm really digging in today. I'm digging into businesses and business structures that have a little more complexity to the purchase, right? Where there's more time between when a person is informed and when a person needs to make an informed decision. So consultants, coaches, personal trainers, right? If you are, examples would be a health and wellness coach. Um, if you are a CPA, if you are a therapist, right? Because a person needs to build trust and have confidence that you know what you're doing and that they feel comfortable kind of letting you peek behind, behind the curtain. Um, if you provide a professional services, so uh, a photographer, if you paint homes, if you're a graphic designer, if you're a caterer, right? Again, these are things that people oftentimes will kind of compare you to other people within that sphere of service. So they may say, oh, I'm looking for a wedding photographer and I'm interviewing three photographers, right? So this is this this would be uh, really applicable. 
or if you're in business to business sales. So um, again, I said CPA, but let's say you sell technology or software, you're an insurance broker. Um, my background again was construction, general construction, engineering, right? Where you are not necessarily providing an individual, but your company is providing value to another company. This is going to be directly correlated. Now, again, if you are in a different business structure or deliver your services differently, I don't want you to check out. You just are going to have to think a little bit harder about how the principles, the principles of what I'm sharing today are relevant to your business and how you maybe need to tweak them. Okay. All right. So let's look at the entire pipeline and then we'll go through it stage by stage. So the first is um, rumor or general lead. Stage two is qualifying. Stage three is developing the relationship, establishing expertise. Stage four is proposal. Stage five is win-loss, which I put all together. And then stage six is completed. Oops, excuse me, almost knocked this whole thing off its, off its base. Um, now, this is, this is an example of a pipeline. Yours may be a lot longer. It may be a lot shorter, right? Um, I do want to say you want to be medium level with the action, right? You don't want to get so specific that it's like stage one, first phone call, stage two, second phone call, stage three, you know, sent an email. That's not the direction you want to go. Um, you want to have it just high enough level that it starts to cue you of where people are and, and what associated actions you can take in each stage, all right? And I also wanna say certain stages, people may be there depending on how long it, it may take for someone to make a decision. They could be in a stage for two weeks. Some other stages they may be in for two months. Um, they may be in another stage for six, there is, there is no Bible. There is no written law that says they have to be in a stage for a certain amount of time. Again, you have to think of that for your business. What makes sense for your business, all right? So let's keep it rocking. Ooh, rumor has it, ooh, rumor has it, right? Our girl Adele, she gave us the, gave us the tip for number one, which is rumor, general lead. Leads in this stage have some kind of credibility, but will require some kind of information to substantiate. And the opportunity may or may not need immediate action. Um, a rumor could be you read an article. A rumor could be you, you know, you heard someone talking in a separate conversation and they said something that you were like, ooh. A rumor could be, oh, I heard that they're moving this event from in person to virtual, and they're moving the data. Oh, right. Oh yeah, they have this conference every year in January. Huh. Right. It just is a little something. It's the thing. It's the thing that you do this with. Can you see that? You see that foolishness? This is the back of a postcard, a business postcard that I have that never went out to anybody. I've got stacks of them. Stacks, I tell you. Okay, you know what they are now? They're fancy post-its, that's what they are. And so your rumor thing is the thing that you just jot on stuff, but you need a place to put it because I'm gonna lose this. As soon as I clean this office, I'm gonna lose this. 
So I take what's on here and I put it into my system under stage one, rumor and general lead. Now, sometimes I just need to get things out of my head. Other times I need to get them out of my head and then I need something to be like, what do I, what do, I do with this, right? If I just leave this like this, then at some point I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna be like, A, B, B, carboarding. What, what does that mean? What does that, what is that talking about? So when I transfer it from here into the pipeline, it gives me the opportunity to kind of put a fuller note, right? So that I know exactly what I'm talking about. So that when I come back to that in two weeks, three weeks, two hours, I still know what in the world this is talking about. And now I have some actions that I need to do. So here's some sales activities that may be related to kind of stage one. You might need to do some just cold calls, right? You might want to introduce yourself, could be early, but it may be appropriate. You may want to leverage your network and ask, hey, I, I, you said this really quick thing about this conference, right? This, um, what is Monica? Monica's in here. She's with the bead engine. So did I hear you say that they're, they're, they're going to open up a new turquoise mine? Fun fact. The most turquoise mines in the U.S. come from Nevada, which is where I'm from. Don't know why that's important. That's just for you, Monica. Anyway, um, you may want to follow up and say, hey, could you just, I heard it, but I wanted to just ask you, could you elaborate, right? You might want to request a meeting, maybe a little early, but it could be spot on. You may just need to do some internet research, right? You just maybe need to let the Googles tell you what is what are, what are the facts, and inform yourself so that as you move through the pipeline, you're educated. Um, you may wanna add some context to your mailing list, that this is just a person I'm gonna reach out to, you know, or I need to keep an eye out for an opportunity to introduce myself to this person. These are just potential things that you could do in this stage, okay? Let's keep moving, lead two, or stage two, qualifying. So leads in this stage are a little higher in priority because of timing, because of the value of the opportunity, the traction, right? It could be something that if you got in there, right, you're catching some early bird pricing or you're able to get on an agenda, um, whatever it is, it's, it's got a little bit more urgency to it, okay? So in this stage, typically what you're really trying to do is see how much meat is on this bone because all bones are not made equal, right? Your, your turkey drumstick and your, your quail drumstick are both foul, but they are different quantities and qualities of meat. And so here we are qualifying what's really on this bone, what really is in the opportunity. Oh, I heard about the event, I heard about the opportunity, I heard about this, but when I looked into it, they're going in a direction that takes me too far off the trajectory of my business, right? or their, their timing is different from what my timing is. And so we are looking for the information that helps us to determine, is this even worth pursuing? What is the client's approval process? Um, in the construction world, if, if you are just meeting a client for the first time, right, as they're releasing a proposal, their approval process is really hard to learn because it's not typically public information. So you don't know if one person is calling the shot or if it's 
you know, by a committee. You don't know if there's a board. There's just no way to know that. And so sometimes we pass on those, even if we're extremely qualified to do that work, because we have a we have an information gap. Right. Who are the decision makers? Um, is it a one person thing? Is it, you know, a group? Uh, who is the individual? Do they have someone who has no power but has influence in their sphere? Um, and what are the what is the solution criteria? I put this image here because in general, we're always making or often making decisions around this, which is around um, how good quality, how fast speed, how expensive cost. And you only get to pick two. You can't have all three because that's just greedy and unrealistic, okay? And so that's a great, that's a great and simple framework to be able to plot people into. And this is, this is not only just from what you're able to provide, but you should also be asking, what is the customer looking to buy? What is the customer looking to purchase? And, and are you a good fit? And if you are a good fit, then this may be rates higher and you're qualifying of like, yep, this needs to move to the next level. And if not, no harm, no foul. Thank you so much. No, thank you. We'll be in touch about future things. Okay. So again, your sales activity is around learning your client's needs, educating the client about you, your services, your solutions, and understanding what is their timing. What is the revenue opportunity? Remember Rihanna with her crown. Okay. And what is the complexity of delivering the service? They may say, you know what, we just want something that's just top notch, game changing. And you just are like, whew, I don't have time for that. <laughs> right, I need to just be able to get in here, do what I need to do and get out. These are all fine things, they're fine. But this is the stage that we ask the question. Because what I don't want for you as a business person is to say yes to the wrong thing. I don't want you to say yes to an opportunity that stretches you and pulls you so far off of being focused and, and taking so much time and energy from all the other things that you have to do to maintain your business. And this stage helps you to view what is the opportunity cost, right? And whether or not you pursue it or not. Okay, stage three. This is where we establish expertise and develop a relationship. Now, again, remember in those examples that I showed you. So let's say it's um, let's say it's a health and wellness coach, right? Or let's say you're a, you're a, let's go back to the wedding photographer. Um, establishing expertise. I had a friend, a dear coworker. Oh, she got married uh, at the Deuce. Yay for the Deuce, right? Really cool vibe really cool environment, um, very dark inside the building, very dark. Even when she booked the place, the event coordinator at the do said, have your photographers, you know, before you choose a photographer, have them come over and see the space. And I, I know what we know in hindsight, what she was saying was make sure that they're comfortable in this environment because it's dark. So anyway, my girlfriend, she had the wedding, it was fun. We all wore cowboy boots. Okay. We had, she did the sparkler thing, but they had to do the sparkler thing three times because the photographer couldn't get it. She missed some beautiful shots and opportunities. And the reason why was because 
she did not know how to photograph in dark environments. So when I website, because my girlfriend said, look at this and tell me, like, am I missing something? So when I looked at her photos, and then I looked at the photographer's portfolio, the pro photographer's portfolio were all exterior photos. It was people in Sedona, people amongst the pines, people, you know, in the desert. So she was great with natural light. She was not good at setting up and photo photographing interior dark. Why do I tell you this story? Because good customers are always looking for something, but you have to answer the question to say, I can provide the something. You have to establish the expertise, right? You have to do that because most times customers know the outcome that they want. They have no idea the expertise that it takes. And so as business owners, what we do is we, we inform them about not, not just our expertise. We're amazing. I mean, you're amazing. You're great at what you do, but how you can develop a relationship to educate people about how what you do gets them to what they want. Okay. How what you do gets them to what they want. And so this is a stage. This is one of those stages that you could be here for a while. could be here for a while. You could be here for a couple months. You could be here for a year. I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm ready to work with you. And I was like, who are you? And when did we meet? How did we meet? <laughs> and it was because it was over a year ago, a year and a half ago, right? How did I continue to establish expertise or develop relationship with him through some of my marketing activities, right? Through sending an email newsletter, um, by sharing some of the activities that I was doing, like speaking for Hub, right? Or um, some, some other activities. So I, I just want you to know that this, this stage in particular could take a while. And the reason why is because we really do have to educate, but we also have to establish expertise and develop a relationship. So leads move into this category when there has been meaningful engagement. What do I mean by meaningful? Maybe you've had a phone call with them where they said, hey, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. In the example with the photographer, a meaningful engagement would have been, come check out my space. Come see where I'm actually getting married at. And then be able to say, you know, this is a dark environment. Um, here's what's good. It's really going to take, especially if you want the sparkler photo. And here's how I'm really good at that. Or to be honest and gracious and say, this actually isn't the environment that I'm used to working in. I don't want to screw up your one-time wedding photos. So I'm going to say, thank you. No, thank you. Saying that being that, that honest develops relationship. Because the next time that she has a friend who's getting married in the pines, she's going to remember you, right? So these are all things that, that that's, a, that's an example of a meaningful engagement. Another one may be a free consultation. They may download something, right? It may be a sales pitch. They may come to your booth at the trade show, right? Uh, I don't know what that looks like virtually, but that's what it looked like in the physical tactile world. Um, it could be that they come in and they actually spend some time in your store and in your shop asking questions, 
right? They're not just in there like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is nice. Look at that. Okay, thank you. Bye. But they're kind of like, what is this? What is this made for? What is this used for? How do you, right? And so these are all examples of meaningful engagement. What does it mean for your business? You have to know. I don't know. I got, I have my own business. You have to know what's meaningful for yours. But once you're in this spot, you keep, you know, you keep doing the thing. This spot is like dating. It's like dating. It's like um, we're meeting. We met for coffee and it was very nice. And then we met for uh, lunch, right? On a weekend. It was very nice. Very nice. We went, we went out for lunch. You know how, you know, just you keep it. If out the box, they're just like, we're going to, um, what's a fancy place? We're going to the fancy place. You just be like, hmm. First date, fancy place. I don't, I don't, kind of aggressive, right? Just ease people into it. And so it could be some time here. Ask questions that help you learn about your clients' needs, right? Ask questions for how they, what they're, what they want. What do they want the outcome to be? What are they, how do they plan on using this? What is the problem that they are so, trying to solve? And educating them about you and your services and your your processes and your solutions. And then again, remember that the what the pipeline also provides is a framework for you to also opt in. So here you can decide if you have the resources and expertise to provide quality service or solutions. And if not, again, no harm, no foul. Graciously say thank you, no thank you. Can I keep in touch with you? Because another opportunity may come up that is the right fit for you. And then you can show them all your magic, give it to them, and they'll be like, that, that was top quality customer service. All right. This is important. And this goes back to time, which is the question, what share of information does your customer need to make a decision? If it's quick, right, for me, the fact that this is a true statement, the fact that Chipotle is running carne asada commercials, I'm in. That's not even hard for me. When I get to Chipotle, I don't, I don't care nothing about chicken. I want the carne asada, okay? I don't need a lot of information. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care about the cow. I don't care about the spices. It's just, that's it's what I want. And I don't need a bunch of information, right? Compared to... If I were buying a Chipotle franchise, <laughs> I would need a lot more information and it would take me a lot more time because I need to answer a lot more questions. I need to gather a larger share of information. Now, 100% of information on any topic is impossible because the internet, but we are, we are trying to assess where is the point where people, as my grandmother would say, piss or get off the pot. Okay. And so that's something that you can begin to weigh out with your customers within the scope of your business. Because here's the other thing about dating. If it is not reciprocated, people will take all your stuff. They will take your free trials. They will take your free samples. They will take your free lunches. And at some point as a business owner, you have to recognize nah, they're not going to make a decision right? Or they need space to make their decision and I need to give them to give that to them. And so understand that in, in, as we're informing people, 
um, they are collecting information, it is going to really depend on how, how important this decision is for them and um, how much time they need, okay? This goes back to what I was saying also, which is that it could just take time to do this. And so um, one really good thing about a, a pipeline is that even here you can say, although this person is, is in stage three, I'm gonna follow up with them in six months. I'm gonna follow up with them in two months, right? I'm gonna follow up with them in two weeks. And, and schedule that so that you're not trying to look and be like, what's the last time I talked to them and what am I supposed to do with this? This is how you at least keep things alive, all right? So stage four is what I'll call proposal. It may look very different in your business, but it's where we take all those ingredients, all the things that we've learned, all the things that they have informed us, all the things that we've discovered, right? The insights, and we turn them into an amazing offering. And so what I want you to think about is how can you get them to say yes? How can you help them with the approval process? How can you create urgency? And urgency could still be like three weeks out. So when I send out a proposal for coaching, I always say this proposal is dated October 22nd and these numbers are, you know, this proposal is valid for 30 days. And when I did that, it made, it gave me a stopgap to be able to say, I'm going to date you. I'm going to let you stay in this stage for 30 days. And if you say, no, we're not going to live here for forever. It's fine. Now, here's what I don't do. I don't say, oh, they said no. And then I'm done with them. Right. I'm going to show you later on how we can still use the nose as an opportunity to still develop the relationship. And they may move somewhere else in the process. It's perfectly okay. It's about knowing where the people are and not just losing them. Okay. If you send out a proposal, if you have some kind of engagement, you want to follow up and you want to follow up when you say you will follow up. So don't leave it ambiguous. Don't be like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll call you. Let me know if you have any questions. That's the worst thing a business person can say is let me know if you have questions. They don't know what questions to ask because they don't know that dark caves, bars need different lighting for photography. So you follow up when you say you will. Hey, here's my proposal. Take it out. Take a look. Right. I will follow up with you next Thursday. And then you do that. And, you, and if you follow up on Thursday and they don't answer, don't be like, oh, that's a no. You follow up on Thursday, then you follow up the following Thursday, then you follow up on Tuesday. And you just, because sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Thank you. Thank you for sending this to me, right? Or if they just totally ghost you, that's, I think is, I think that's the way that people are just like, no, thank you. But it takes a while before I, I figure out like, oh, they're ghosting me. And even then um, you're not done with me. Like I, I'm gonna still be very gracious and kind and, and just try to touch base every now and then, right? The real thought here, the real goal is what can you do to secure the bag? And the bag is the monies, the monies. What can you do? So, um, my husband and I bought windows for our house. That is not a cheap transaction. Um, now I need the windows and you're trying to sell me the windows, but they're trying to sell them to me today. 
and not in a year. And so by slowing that transaction down a little, they were willing to, uh, um, to give us some discounts, right? Because ultimately a bird in the hand is worth however many in a bush. I'm not really good at these sayings. I just have heard them before. Um, and I hope they resonate with you. I hope they make six. Okay. Now, when we talk about from here, the process, right? Does someone say, mm, thank you, no thank you, right? What do you do? Do you just be like, oh, I lost it, I don't. No, so you've invested so much time that you there's still, some, there's still some meat on the bone, right? So you can follow up with them in a number of months. You can ask for feedback, you know, who did they choose and why? You can still send a thank you note, thank you for your time, right? Thank you for your attention. These are, these are generous and gracious things to do that make an impact and impress people. And again, you just never know when an opportunity will come back up in the future and they'll think of you. So you can still take a no and have some actions with it instead of just throwing it away as though it's nothing. If they say, I'm kind of on the fence and I'm not really sure, just continue to follow up, right? And maybe you want to revisit previous stages. Maybe there's a question in their mind that has not been answered or maybe they are just in a place where they are gathering information, no harm, no foul. Um, and then perhaps there is something you can do to close the deal. So if you have a business where you're able to add additional value, right? You have an upsell of some sort that you can throw in for free, or you wanna offer a discount, whatever that looks like. If it seems like they're so close, but they're not sure, shoot your shot, you never know, okay? If they say, yes, I'm in, what I want to encourage you to do, no matter what kind of business that you have, is to have a client onboarding experience. People, especially in a world where we are not in contact with each other and it is very virtual and we are doing business more and more through email, I want you to have an onboarding experience. So maybe it is something that they need to download and fill out and send back to you. Maybe it is... Um, you know, a kickoff meeting, whatever it is, I want you to, to get them in the door very, very quickly so that they don't then think about their decision and back out. Okay. So think about that. And then you, you're going to do this anyway, you're going to deliver quality service and value. All right. So this is, this is that stage of like, yes, maybe no win loss. Now, once stage six is completed or once, once you've completed the work, you, they said, yes, you completed it. You're not done. I want you to also think about how can you follow up? So easy ways, customer survey. Another easy way, ask for a referral, ask for a rating. If you are, um, you know, on Yelp, on Google, if you are on anything, <laughs> ask them to follow up with a rating, right? Or ask them for a testimonial. Is there something, some statement that you would be willing to offer that I could share in my marketing material in the future? And again, this is how we're cultivating relationship and moving people through. Again, these are not hard, fast, concrete rules, but they are ways to think about what are, what are ways that I could intentionally engage with my customers in every step of my sales process. Now, I mentioned this at the beginning, which is that um, a pipeline can be very simple or it could be extremely sophisticated, right? It can be complex. And so I wanna just show you some examples because I think when we talk about, we talk about processes, it can be very theoretical, right? And there, it can be like, okay, well, I kinda see it, 
But for you who are visual and actually need to see it, I wanna show you some examples. So here is an example um, of the Google, this is in Google Sheets. This is just like a free template that I downloaded. And let's see what the internet does. Here we go. Can you see that? Okay, great. So ignore all this stuff down here because it's just gonna stress you out. But look at, look at what they did. All they did was organize by quarter, right? Different opportunities, who's the contact? Here is, here's their pipeline. They're calling it a sales stage, but basically it's a pipeline, right? So they're saying number four, this is in contract. Now, again, they have huge dollar amounts. They even put probability in. So if you're doing um, revenue forecasting, this is where that kind of starts to lean to. But even without all of this stuff, right? Let's just, let's just, oh, okay, I can't. But let's just say we did. Let's just take all that out. If we did, this part over here is gonna give you an incredible amount of information. If I just pop in here and I see, oh, company A is in contract for $128,000. You think I'm not gonna follow up with company A? Where's my money? Where's the contract, right? And so it doesn't become a, oh yeah, I gotta do that, okay? So this is one example, very simple. I'll show you another. No, I didn't want to do that. I apologize for that. Okay. This is an example from a company called Smartsheet. Um, and let me see. Nope, that's not what I wanted to do. Here we go. I'm going to stop sharing so that I can log in very quickly. Okay, so I want to share with you um, Smartsheet. I describe Smartsheet as like um, Excel on rocket fuel. It's cloud-based. I love it. Um, it comes with some really great templates. It's, I want to say that there, there may be even a free version, which only gives you like maybe five or 10 sheets, but even an upgraded version is like 25 bucks a month. And um, here's an example that's straight from their template. So they actually put in their company logos, but you can see here that they have um, where this is, right? So they're calling this a sales pipeline. This is stage five or five opportunities in their sales, but look at how they did it here, right? So they have the same, they created it too. Prospect, assessment, proposal, contract, win, loss, postponed. And it's just about organizing it and seeing what is what. So again, this is an example of um, a very simple, very simple way that you can organize these things. Now, I will show you a couple more. This is not a service that I am familiar with, um, but again, in Jenny's, um, webinar about running your business with robots, she kind of demoed and gave us a behind the scenes of Streak, which I believe Cahoots uses. And so really quickly, I have a video that I just want to share with you all so that you can see what it looks like as part of a maybe a larger system. This is Jack, and I'm going to show you how to track your deals through the oh. sales pipeline. Keeps pipeline feature. Sorry, that moved to the wrong place. This one, I say this one. 
Pipelines allow you to track information through a process. In this video, we'll show you the three components of One more time for the people in the back. Pipelines allow you to track information through a process. In this video, we'll show you the three components of a pipeline. Stages for each step of your process, columns to track detailed data, and rows, which are the actual things you're moving through your pipeline. A pipeline looks like a spreadsheet, but it can actually do a lot more. In fact, it's the main tool we'll use to manage our workflow in Streak. This pipeline is for tracking sales leads, but we also have a pipeline for customer success, support, content, and hiring. Pipelines are completely customizable, so we can use them to track anything. At the top of the pipeline, we can see our stages and how many things are currently in each stage. Each stage represents a step in our process, like incoming leads, contacting leads for the first time, pitching them, and so on for each action that we take with a sales lead. If we're tracking something else, like a hiring pipeline, we would have stages that represent each candidate's interview process. When we complete an action, like reaching out to new leads, move each lead to the next stage to keep track of where they are in your process. You'll notice the numbers at the top of our pipeline update to show how many boxes we currently have in each stage. The goal, of course, is to move our boxes through our pipeline to the right. Next up are pipeline columns. All of the information that we want to track about our leads gets stored in these columns. We can choose what information to track in our pipelines, like whether or not our lead is interested in training, which products they want to buy, or when the deal is expected to close. Some columns even magically fill in data for us, so we have tons of useful information in our pipeline. Check out our deep dive video on columns to learn more about which ones to use in your pipelines. Finally, each row in our pipeline is one thing, in this case, a sales lead that we're tracking. We call these boxes because they can hold all different types of information. Inside each box, we can add emails with our contacts, jot down notes from phone calls and meetings, leave comments for our team or as a little note to self, and a whole lot more. The information on the right side of the screen probably looks familiar because it's another view of the columns that we saw in our sales pipeline. Contacts and organizations store contact information like addresses and phone numbers all in one place and give us shortcuts to draft emails, send calendar invites, make calls, and more directly from our pipeline view. Now that we've learned the basics of pipelines, it's time to build your own. We'll show you how to master your workflow and keep things moving through your pipelines in the following lessons. So again, um, let me see. Um, and, and Chelsea, I don't know if you want to add anything, but it's my understanding that Streak um, works in tangent with your Gmail. So if you are a Gmail user, um, this is a great add-on. And I don't know if you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, Chelsea, but is this free or is there a cost to it? It's free for a certain number of contacts that you have within pipelines and for how many emails you send out per day. Um, so there are different plans based on how, how much you're using it and how many contacts you have. Um, it's really great. 
as just an introductory uh, tool for using pipelines because you really can build it yourself and it does so much and it's integrated with Gmail that if you don't need a whole lot of bells and whistles um, and integrations, it's a really great starting point. Um, I will say we also use we use Streak not only for sales, like it was talking about how you can use it for hiring processes. So it's one of those things you can also customize based on, um, you know, whatever different um, different pipelines you may have. It, it can just be a great tool for organizing that information, especially when it comes to contacts. Like yeah. I use it for my intern management. Like when I get intern applications to work at for to do a Kahoot's internship, I yeah. put them into my intern pipeline. Yeah. And, and follow up that way. So yeah, it's a really great tool for just beginning and, and kind of um, getting some things that that's quick and easy to use. I mean, I, I, I cannot reiterate this enough. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but the, the, the thing about being in business, whether you are a team member or the entrepreneur is all the moving parts, right? There's so much information coming to us at one time. And so many things that we're trying to move forward, that anything you can do to organize that information so that it's out of your head, and then you can quickly answer the question, what am I supposed to do next? That's the key. And so I love, I love that you shared that with us. Thank you so much. Um, I'll show you all one more example, just because um, I think it could be helpful. So let's say that you do need something that maybe is a little bit more all-inclusive. Um, this is an example from Keep. I use Keep. What I like about Keep is that it pulls everything together. So uh, when I first started my business, I had email marketing and MailChimp, and I had I was using Smartsheet, and I had invoicing and and calendar events through Square, and I was constantly logging in and out of things. And what Keep has done for me was pull everything in house, and so. Um, you can send emails to and from it, but the thing that I love the most is that it, it, it tracks everything to a customer record. So whether someone is in a stage and then they move just to the next place, it keeps track of date. It keeps track of notes, right? Anything that I do according to with or engaging with Mark Wetzel here is going to easily be found when I just search Mark's name. Um, and they have a pipeline feature and it's also relatively easy. I just want to show it to you for the, for the visual people in the front. Keeps doing that. Let's try it again. Okay. This is Jack and I'm going to show you how to track your deals through the sales pipeline. Keeps pipeline feature is a customizable dashboard that gives you a snapshot of the deals you are working on in each stage of your sales process. The pipeline tool in Keep has an easy to use drag and drop feature that allows you to move your deals from stage to stage as they progress through your sales process. To access your pipeline, click on the pipeline icon in the left-hand navigation menu. On the pipeline dashboard, you will see some pre-created sales stages labeled new, qualifying, contacting, and negotiating. You can customize these stages by hovering over the stage name in the upper right-hand corner of that stage and clicking the pencil icon to the right of the stage name. You can add more stages by clicking on the Add a Stage button just to the right of your last sales stage. To create a deal card, click in the Name box under the Add a Deal label in any of your sales stages. Type in the name of the deal and click the More button to add a potential value to this deal and any necessary notes. Click Save to add the deal to the stage. Once the deal has been created, you can access its details by clicking on the deal card. From the deal card, you can manage the deal's name, 
expected value, stage, associated contacts, team members, estimated close date, and notes. You can also send an email directly from the deal card. You can track your deal's progress through your pipeline by dragging and dropping your deals from one stage to another. As your deals progress, the total value of all the deals in that stage is displayed at the top for quick reference. That's it. So just another example of what this, how, how pipelines are incorporated into business, whether that is a sales piece, whether that's a training piece, onboarding, whether it's super simple or all the more sophisticated, okay? Um, I'm gonna skip this right now because I just wanna be mindful of time. But if you are using a CRM, if you're looking for a CRM, if you are looking for a software sales type of tool, I think a really good question to ask or to look for them to answer is, what does the sales pipeline process look like, right? And what is its functionality? Ultimately, you want it to be simple because if it is complicated, you probably won't use it. It will feel like one more thing you have to do. That's why it's, you, you got enough to do, right? This needs to be a help to you and not a hindrance. Um, so with that, I wanna recap. You are busy. <laughs> you got a lot going on but we have to prioritize all the things and revenue has to be the priority, right? It has to be one of the priorities. Otherwise, as again, as my mother-in-law says, you just have a very expensive hobby. And so pipelines are there to help us plug the leaks. They're there to help us to see at a, at a very high level, capture all the opportunities, see where they are and begin to quickly reference what, are, what am I supposed to do with this now? right? What is the thing that is most important for me to do here now? And to not let things fall through the cracks. Ultimately, um, whether a customer or a client says, yes, no, maybe waiting, the pipeline can still provide you with recommendations, right? Or trigger you into what are things that I can still be doing? So even if it's a no, I think sending a thank you, thank you, no, thank you, email, right? Whatever is still really, really a thoughtful thing. Um, if they're on pause, continue to follow up as it seems appropriate, right? Unless you get a hard no or they ghost you. And if they say yes, think about what's something that you can do that's client onboarding. Client onboarding can be as simple as they get a video from you that says, I'm so excited to work with you. Thank you for saying yes. Here's what you can expect to happen within the next 30 days, the next 30 minutes, the next 30 hours. That is an onboarding activity that you can have and do, right? Deliver that quality service. And then when it's completed, still follow up. Can you get a survey? Can you, can you encourage them to do a rating? Um, and then last, again, this is to circle us back. I don't want this to be overly complex for you. And I don't want it to be stressful that now you are focused on building a pipeline instead of doing your business. So we recommended today some great tools that you can get into to just at least start to play. And hopefully this adds some incredible value to you as a business person and ultimately to your business.